VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, my good friends. It is another week where we get to do our favorite thing, which is to shout out our patrons. Um, this week, we have a new champion for actors' rights joining the movement, Dana Schneider. Thank you so much for supporting us. We love you. We're so happy to have you. Next up, we have one new vessel head sailing in to our shores today is... <laughs> Devin Ray, uh, we love you as well. So <laughs> welcome aboard. Welcome aboard, as we like to say. Uh, also welcome aboard to this group of people uh, joining the most intimate of inner circles. It's Tony fucking Colette's inner circle. And we have a big welcome to Melanie Wollenberg, Elizabeth Schleusner, and Valerie. And I just want to say Elizabeth sent... A phonetic pronunciation of her last name to us. <laughs> Going above and beyond. This is what we love to see. And I and we love to say it. And welcome to you all. And and I never in a million years would have said your name correctly, Elizabeth. So th- we thank you. And uh, to you all, we love you forever, starting now. Unconditionally, we love you. We love you so much. We love these two people a lot, too. They were either champions or vessel heads. Did great, great work in in those realms mm-hmm. great work uh, but have since decided to upgrade to tony fucking colette's inner circle uh with us and tony and all of our closest closest friends closest closest <laughs> <laughs> and they are anna galbraith and jenna richardson Ooh, Woo-hoo. welcome to the circle Welcome to the what do you call Anneli the the epitome the, the highest uh, level apex oh, the apex apex, <laughs> apex of your experience here at the, the podcast a, the absolute apex you're gonna fucking love it <laughs> and I think listeners all listeners you're gonna love this episode we had are. a great time oh it's so good listen I don't want to like overhype it or anything but like. Dang, I loved it. <laughs> Whoa, Henley. <laughs> Whoa, Henley. You hate hype, Henley. Come on. It was so good. Whoa, it's so good. Whoa, whoa, whoa is the one word that we would use to describe this episode. Whoa. Whoa. And mm-hmm. you guys are going to love it. Here, here it is. Here you go. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy. And you're listening to. Too scary, didn't watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary, Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy. I like scary movies, and I like telling these two all about them, and... That's what we do here. That's what we're here to do. I can't wait to do it again this week with you guys. (laughs) I fucking can't wait. Did we have a good week this week? How's everyone doing? You know what? Pretty good. Pretty good week, I'd say. Pretty good week, I'd say. Mm -hmm. We we got a a new number one guy. Our new number one guy. (laughs) We kicked the old one out, brought a new number one guy in. Wow, I just can't, I just can't believe it happened. I just can't believe 
And it, really it went happened. it went smoothly. Peaceful mm-hmm. transition of power. Besides the Capitol protests or riots. Well, before, that I mean, before. yeah, yeah, since that. But I mean, I, th- I feel like I was so nervous leading up to the 20th that it was going to get worse than that. The the attempted coup. <laughs> yes, that yes, would have been. I, I was horrible. very nervous. It was going to be a bad, a bad, bad day. Turns out, it was a pretty good day. Pretty good day. All went according to plan, as far as we know. Um, no more violent attempted coups. I like how on our text message chain there was a a large uh, an extended discussion of the bulletproof glass and why it wasn't extending all the way up. Mm-hmm. It did seem like it was pretty pretty low. I stand I stand by my statement that I do think it was low if you were eye level with him, but nobody would eye level with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone was was below enough that. You'd have to have like boomeranged a bullet. Oh, you know what I mean? And, like and they, they would have. I mean, they would have thought of that, right? They, they would have. I bet they knew <laughs> I thought of that. Like, <laughs> I feel like they they probably knew what they were doing, and I should trust them, I guess. But it just made me a little nervous. Yeah. What was your yeah. guys's favorite part of the inauguration? What's her name? Amanda Gorman. Amanda Gorman. Oh, she was she amazing. Was so good. Mm-hmm. I, I rewatched that. that today, actually, and I, I found it even better upon a rewatch. Mm. The poem that she recited, uh, "The Hill We Climb," the hill we we climb, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. So good, she was so stunning. She recited it. So, it was just like so. I was enchanted by the. Whole what if I said my favorite part thing. was Garth Brooks's performance? <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't believe how much I cried. Um, I I like. I think I just. It was like, it wasn't even a particular moment. I think I just, I turned it on and I mean, it was like, uh, like I just like needed the emotional release of, of all of it. But I, re- I also think I watched, so did you guys watch that? Um, the like celebrating America, you know, there's usually an inaugural ball, but they obviously didn't, didn't do that this year. And so they did this like TV mm. special. Did you guys watch it? No, I didn't. But I heard a little. Is it the thing Katy Perry performed? Katy at? Perry performed. I cried. So I, <laughs> I like couldn't believe First of all, I had the news on like all day, which I haven't done except for the coup like in ages because it it stresses me out and is so terrible. And about halfway through the day, I was struck by how not triggered I was by the news. Like, Mm. right. I didn't see his stupid face. I didn't hear any bullshit. It was just like I... I could watch TV and, and I'll be mad again for sure. But... It was so nice, and I, and then I watched that special that night, and I like couldn't believe how much my brain needed like a kind of lame, <laughs> sweet, patriotic TV special, like a mm-hmm. thing I never watch anymore. <laughs> Just like Tom Hanks talking about how America's great, and <laughs> and then Katy Perry saying firework, and they shot off more fireworks than I think have ever been shot off in one location ever. Even more than in San Diego when they accidentally I, lit all I of the fireworks at once. It was like that, but not on accident. It was. I was my crying. Favorite. Katy Perry started singing and I've never cried at that song, but I started crying because I was so happy. And then the fireworks started going off and I started laughing and I was just sitting in my on my couch, crying, laughing, feeling like a true maniac. Um, it was a great day. I had a great day. 
Yeah. Well, it was, yeah, it's a return to a sense of normalcy. I feel like we'd all adjusted to hearing some outrageous thing happening every day. And we would just have to like adjust our thinking to be like, okay, well, I guess this is just the world we live in now. And so it's really such a relief to have an event happen that is just a normal day, a normal event. Right. Um, Yeah. Like normal angry at the government. I was going to say, oh my God, I want to like crawl into a hole i'm Mm -hmm. excited to be able to uh talk shit on joe biden and kamala harris without it well i guess since the election i've been able to do that it's like i don't like them and yeah we hadn't been able to say that for a while because it was like too important that they win yeah (laughs) and now i can say it now you can (laughs) say it it. Um, oh and also just in case any of our listeners are not familiar with the video that sammy just referenced everyone needs to look it up it is an act it's an accidental firework snafu that happened (laughs) i don't know how many years ago but part of the reason the video is so funny like uh, how i remember it anyway is that it's like everyone's prepared for the fireworks to go off the people who are filming are like excited for it to happen and then (laughs) all of the fireworks go off at once and i can't even it doesn't sound as funny as it actually is to see like on the screen it's hilarious and then to see everyone's reaction of being like wait what the fuck just happened (laughs) because people like come out set out their blankets their picnics (laughs) like wanting to see a nice long fireworks show it's literally over in 10 seconds and it's like not even nice to see because it's just insane (laughs) like you can't even it's so loud i bet being it was probably like unbearably loud. <laughs> oh, but boy, was it a, a story to tell. I guess they they won in the end. They won in the end. And people remember that fireworks show. And I would recommend it if you've been looking at it. Tr- it was in, I was really I was like cackling at the amount of it truly was as if they were just like, I don't know, man, let's just give it all we got. Like they were just so excited to have. And like that's what made me cry, too. It's just like. That energy, people just being like, yeah, we made it. (laughs) You know, there's still plenty of, yeah, normal, normal reasons to be upset. Um, uh, But man, oh, man, less, less fascism, we hope less fascism, less fucking outright, like literal stupidity, just like very, very stupid. I saw a thread that a Twitter thread that was like, what are some like Trump presidency moments that we've maybe forgotten about that uh, are very stupid and a reply was uh, <laughs> I forgot about it and it, what's nice is now it's funny because now he's not the president so it can be some of the stuff can be like re uh, energized with, with the humor that it has but um, when he gave that speech about the quid pro quo on the White House lawn and the someone took a picture of his notes and it's like all caps sharpie child writing that just says I want nothing I want nothing. I want no quid pro quo. Like written out. Or those are his notes. Man, it made me laugh so hard yesterday because it's. I saw. Wait, there's no a whole com- there's a whole compilation of these, and there's so many good ones. But one, some of my favorite are is the photo of him squinting at the solar eclipse. That's a really <laughs> yes. good one. Where he's just staring straight into the sun, squinting. <laughs> um, also, when he like. Um, promoted Goya beans and there's that photo of him like doing two thumbs up with the Goya beans like uh-huh. on the desk in the Oval Office. Uh-huh. It's like what is this? Um, 
Wait, there are just so many examples. Oh yeah. Too many to count. Too many to count. And 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 he's awful and a lot of people are dead and in deplorable conditions because of him. And he's the worst. And we hate him forever, even though last week he was our number <laughs> he one. Was our number one guy. <laughs> our he was guy. our number one guy. Um it's funny because it needs to be funny because of it's really too scary and sad. So I I do I understand that it it could even still be triggering to for lots right. of people to laugh at at it. He's the worst. Um, yeah, yeah. We still have lots of lots of problems that mm-hmm. need to be solved, and people can't, you know, say everything's fine now and no need to pay attention to politics anymore. So I encourage everyone to stay involved and stay aware and hold politicians accountable. Um, and hopefully this will, yeah, be the beginning of a lot of, a lot more positive change. One good thing about Donald Trump is that he definitely got a lot of people activated and motivated on the, Thank God for our number one guy. Thank God. Back to Lebanon. Number one guy. (laughs) He got people activated on both sides, I will say. Yeah, Um, that's true. But Hmm. but interesting point. Yes, yes. (laughs) Nonetheless, I do feel like our generation and like the people younger than us are so involved in politics now in a way that they weren't um, before. So that is a good thing. Well, Uh, a great week. A great uh, week. Made even better by the movie I watched last night. I'm so excited to hear about this one, Sammy. I'm really excited to tell you about it. This week's movie is Let the Right One In. Came out in 2008. Directed by Thomas Alfredson. Written by John Avida Lindquist. Starring, oh boy, Cora uh, Hed- Hedebrandt, Lena Lee Anderson, and Per Ragnar, sw- Swedish films. So these are some Swedish names. Oh, okay. I, did, I did my best. <laughs> I thought you did great. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and I, I saw it, I think, in 2008 when it came out. And I think I've even seen it again, saw it again a couple years after that. But it's probably been about 10 years since I had seen it. And if anyone out there, like, you know that you've seen it and you know that it's good see it again it's so fucking good i was so excited to rewatch it. i mean i i wasn't as excited to rewatch it but once i was watching it i was like holy shit this is even better than i remember and i had a great time it's, it's streaming on hulu it's so fucking good i love it Ooh, i'm so excited this has been one that i've heard the title so many times in my life i think it's about vampires is it about vampires yeah i don't yeah. know that's but clearly that's as much as I know. It's very good. That's what it's called. And it's maybe about vampires. <laughs> and I'm so excited to have finally, I finally get to know what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Henley, what about you? What do you know about this movie other than those three things? Just those three things. I know absolutely Hell nothing yeah. except for. This is going to be fun. Yeah. Did you think it was vampires? I didn't think it was even vampires. I feel like oh, it has I to do. Be. I feel like it has, and I could be totally wrong or misremembering, but does it have to do with like a little girl? Mm-hmm. Is that okay? All right. I feel like I've heard you talk about it before, Sammy, but not in detail, and I don't remember anything else besides besides that. Um, so we're Emily and I are going into this blind, just like how we like like to do these things, just like how we like to do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's gonna be fun. This is gonna be fun. 
Welcome to Cocktail Hour, the best part of every week or day. We're not judging. This week's drink is the Cold-Blooded. For this drink, you will need one fresh rosemary sprig, one and a half ounces of Grand Marnier, two ounces of cranberry juice, half an ounce of freshly squeezed lemon juice, and a half an ounce of simple syrup. You will muddle the rosemary in the base of your shaker, add the other ingredients, shake with ice, and fine strain into an ice-filled glass. So if you are of age or a centuries-old vampire in a child's body, this drink is for you. Cheers! Okay, I have some trivia. One is that uh, several tricks were used to create the right sound effects for some of the gorier scenes. Biting into sausages was used to replicate biting into skin and flesh, and drinking Ew. yogurt was used to sound like drinking blood. Sound of the children. <laughs> the sound of the children blinking was made by the skin of grapes rubbing together. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> That's why I wrote this down because I just thought do that was we the hear blinks. <laughs> um, I I didn't remember hearing it at all, and when I went back through today to take notes i did notice i think what they're referring to (laughs) i want to rub some grapes together and see what that sounds like i feel like also rubbing grapes together is not what you would you'd be you'd be smacking little grapes together (laughs) you're smacking them them together like your like your little eyelids (laughs) (laughs) oh boy so this sounds like some vampire shit to me it's some Mm. vampire shit But I will say both John Avita Lindquist and Thomas Alfredson are so it's it's based on a book by John Avita Lindquist and he adapted it into a screenplay. And both of them have admitted they don't like vampires. (laughs) They don't care for vampires. And like on a personal level or I guess so. (laughs) I don't know. They're just like both. This is, I guess, out of character for both of them. And Alfredson particularly like didn't watch any horror films to prepare he's not a horror director he usually does comedy and stage productions and he didn't want to see any other horror films because he didn't want to be influenced by any which i think is part of probably what makes this movie so good is because it feels very unconventional i guess so not too many of our bingos are going to be crossed off too many of the bingos it is pretty wild to write both a book and then a movie on a subject and be like, I don't really like it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's not well, for me. I wonder, wait, when did this movie come out again? 2008. Hmm. I just, that's the kind of at the very beginning, bef- beginning of the Twilight, like Vampires mega fame. certainly went through a little rebrand in the Twilight days. So part of me is wondering if they're like, don't want to be associated with the Twilight uh, genre. Why would anyone want? Why would you not want to be? It's crazy to me. I mean, crazy to me. I don't know why they wouldn't want that, but that could be it. Could be the film. Follow. It's two kids basically that are the leads: a a boy and a girl. And it took them almost a year of casting to find the two leads because he felt it was so important that they find the exact right two kids because they have to carry the whole film on their shoulders exactly. and that's what they kept saying that's what they kept saying <laughs> let the right one in um, the right one. let this be the right one this time let him in let the can you let the right one in just the right <laughs> one that's it um so after a year he finally found them and they were never allowed to read the full script he would kind of read their lines to them while they were filming how old are these kids 
They were 12. They're mm. both great in it. Did this movie do well? Was it successful? It was, um, you know, I don't have, I don't have our, our, our favorite numbers. I don't have a budget and a gross, but it's super well reviewed. I mean, and it was on something like Empire named it like the f- best movie of the year. Like it was very wow. critically adored. And so I'm sure that it did do well, but mm. I don't know exactly how well. But there is an American remake called Let Me In, starring Chloe Grace Moretz. And even the American remake is actually pretty well reviewed. And I have seen that as well. I don't really remember it. I remember there's one like car crash scene that really stuck with me. It's really cool, really well done. But Thomas Alfredson, the director of the original, was like really not pleased that they remade it and was like, why can't people just watch this version? Like, this one is good. (laughs) Honestly, fair point. It is a fair point. They asked him to direct the English language remake and he said no. He said, nope, this one is good. I made the movie I wanted to make. (laughs) This one is good. (laughs) Opposite of Michael Haneke. I made one that's good, so... (laughs) Um, are you allowed to remake someone's movie without their permission? I guess yes. I don't. I, I, mean, I don't know the the legal. I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, they did. I, yeah. So he you, must. I think uh, he, maybe he gave permission at some point, but it's based on a a book, and so I feel like at least John Avidi Lindquist would have had to give permission because that whoever yeah. owns whoever owns the, the IP, original the IP, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. So anyone else who doesn't own it doesn't get a say in that process. But yeah, I think this version is the better version. I think Thomas Alfredson is correct that if you can only watch one, watch this one. Um, And that's all I got. So the trailer, because it's a foreign film, it doesn't really give anything away. So I think we should watch it. Let's watch it. Let's watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it looks like it's going to be sad. And I'm worried about feeling sad mm-hmm. about these two children. Um, mm. They could have a happy ending. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm so <laughs> glad you brought up the sound effects portion because, man, I could really imagine someone drinking yogurt you halfway could hear through them that bite, trailer. Biting into sausage, <laughs> drinking yogurt. Yeah. We didn't get a lot of blinking in the trailer, so no rubbing grapes together. No but. rubbing grapes together, but we can <laughs> we can imagine. <laughs> Ooh, it looks like kind of cute. It's 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 categorized as yeah, like a romance horror. <laughs> That's fascinating. 
Also, as soon as it started, I was like, oh, man, what's up with vampires and it being very cold? <laughs> That's a thing. Yeah. What was the Josh Hartnett movie we did? 20, 30, 30 days, days of night. 30 days of night. Yeah. Cold, cold. And I guess because it's dark so much, which is dark. dark. Cold blooded. Cold blooded. They don't care if it's <laughs> snowing. Hmm. Are you guys ready to hear about it? Oh, let's let's do it. Let's dive right in. Let's do it. Hell yeah. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. So we start, we are in Sweden in 1982. The year's not super relevant, but that's what year it is. Great. We meet a little blonde boy with some very funny little bangs. (laughs) (laughs) We were actually talking recently about Anna de Armas's bangs, and they're the kind of bangs that make you want to cut bangs. Like sometimes you just see someone that looks so good with bangs and you're like, "Fuck, fuck, do I need bangs? These bangs are not like <laughs> these are not those bangs. <laughs> these are little boy bangs, little 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 bowl cut bangs type thing. Uh, little boy bangs. <laughs> oh, but he's super cute. Um, but he's in his room and 
he lived they they're they live in kind of an apartment complex looking thing he his bedroom window overlooks a courtyard it's snowing and he's saying squeal like a pig squeal squeal and we see that he has a knife and he's kind of practicing looking badass i guess he puts his little knife away and tucks it under his bed like he's just doing a doing a little practice stabbing <laughs> practicing okay. looking threatening okay um, he notices a taxi coming in with some people moving in uh it's a man and a young girl and they're moving into the apartment next door to his and uh they come in and we see the man immediately board the windows up with cardboard he covers all the windows spooky i mean that's how you know it's a vampire that's how you know yeah that's how you know <laughs> that's the first sign the next morning at at school oh so our our main kid's name the little boy's name is oscar and at school the next day we see that he is being bullied a little mm-hmm. shitty kid comes up to him, flicks his nose, and then presses his nose and is making little oinking sounds, calling him piggy. Says, you're a good little piggy, aren't you? And just being an asshole. This little kid's name is Connie. And there's three bullies. Connie is like the lead bully, and he has two little cronies that kind of just like, yeah, in the background, but don't look as uh, into being bullies. Wow, I hate bullies. I hate them so much. <laughs> I just want to say, I just want that to say that for the record. And also, like, bullies in horror movies are particularly scary. There's something particularly horrifying about a bully in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I guess it's, like, so scary to for be For the bullied. record, I, I also hate bullies. Yeah, I Emily, just wanna, I, I just want to go on the record. I, I don't know whether you felt the same or not. Yeah, I would like to go on. <laughs> I would like to go on record as not, not liking bullies. I'm going to keep my stance private. Okay. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. We know what that means. Draw your own conclusions. (laughs) Show us your bully tax returns. Then we cut back to the man that has moved in next door. It's like it seems like it's maybe her father. That's you would. That's what you would assume. A adult man and a little girl. And we see that he is packing up a suitcase with some really not good looking stuff, like some bottles of. Liquid, some ventilator things, some knives, a funnel. (laughs) I don't know what to make of this assortment. (laughs) And he goes outside. It's uh, nighttime again that evening. We kind of get the sense that, you know, it's like it gets dark pretty early, I think, because it's dark a lot, pretty much right after school. Mm -hmm. Um, And he he's out by the school goes and asks a guy like a young guy who i think is in maybe high school at the same school that oscar is at and asks this high school boy for the time the boy says oh i don't have a watch what is that that you're carrying and he says oh this this is i can't remember the name of it the the like chemical that the liquid is and it's attached to a ventilator and he presses it against the guy's face, holds it on him, holds him down until he's unconscious. Mm. And then 
takes him into kind of the middle of the woods, not super dense woods, and he's still close to the apartment buildings and stuff, but it seems like he's working with what he's got, <laughs> takes him into the middle of these woods, strings him up by his feet so he is upside down, and positions a jug and a funnel right underneath him, and then takes his knife and slits his throat so that his blood... Jesus is collected into this funnel, so he's filling up a jug with his blood. Okay, now the packets, it makes sense. He packed well. <laughs> yeah, he packed, he he packed, packed for what he needed exactly to do. What he, needed. He, he packed the essentials, the essentials. You don't often see a vampire make the most of the kill, you know? I like the strategic, <laughs> like, if you just kill someone and just drink from their neck and walk away, you're not getting everything <sighs> out of that body. He He's definitely, yeah, he's definitely using the whole buffalo. He's using the whole like buffalo. Um, and also, maybe this blood isn't for himself. I was going to say, we're not sure that he's a vampire yet. Yeah, but also, like, wouldn't it be easier to just get whatever doctors use to draw blood and do it that way instead of, this feels like a lot of work. I feel like if you're going to do this, you might as well just steal some doctor supplies. And, and the way that this turns out, that's a great question because it doesn't go well so immediately uh, a dog starts barking that is out on a walk off leash and starts running up to him you hear the owners saying ricky ricky come back here the dog just runs right up to this man and his dead body hanging from the tree he's sniffing around he's like licking at the blood and <sighs> the guy like is pushing him away being like no no get out of here get out of here the dog won't leave and he sees that the owners are coming closer and he just panics. He grabs his suitcase. He leaves the blood and leaves the man and just runs. Uh, okay. So doesn't go according All to plan. All for not. Yeah. Uh, then back at the apartment building, we see Oscar is taking his knife outside into this little courtyard. It, there's a little playground type thing like a little metal bars jungle gym type thing and there's a telephone pole and he's he's basically facing the telephone pole again saying like what are you looking at like squeal pig squeal and he's got his knife out and he starts stabbing the telephone pole practicing his stabbing again we now know that he has a bully so that's what he is doing he's um trying to be trying to be Imagine what it would be like to stand up to his bully. And as he's doing that, he senses somebody behind him and he turns around and we see that there is a little girl standing on the top of the jungle gym and she's in like a t-shirt. It's nighttime in like thick snow in, in northern Sweden <laughs> and she's in just like a t-shirt and pants and she hops down and says like what are you doing and he's like nothing what are you doing she's like nothing and <laughs> it just like immediately have a very cute little dynamic and um she says just so you know i can't be your friend and he's like what makes you think i want you to be your your friend i want you to be my friend and she's like okay whatever and she like leaves and goes inside <laughs> cute Back inside, we follow her, the girl inside, and the man comes home. His name is Hakan, and I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that correctly. Hakan? 
The A, the A I looked up, the A with the little circle around it is pronounced Oa. Oa. So it's Joaquin, something like that. Joaquin. Joaquin. Joaquin Phoenix. Maybe it's Joaquin Phoenix. There it is. That's what it is. He comes home and empty-handed and obviously has botched his job and she starts screaming at him like you this is you, how you're no good to me if you can't do this one thing am i do i have to do everything myself am i I'm, am i really going to have to go like she's she's just screaming at him he is silent head down and he just says forgive me i'm so sorry i'm so sorry oh wow i can only picture guillermo from what we do in this um he is not like guillermo okay (laughs) he's a lot creepier than guillermo okay next day at school uh oscar's teacher is basically saying that you know someone at their school has been murdered and uh, she knows that's scary and the counselor is here if any of you need to talk about it like please don't hang around at school if you don't need to, make sure you go home right right after, that kind of thing. And then we cut to what seems to be kind of like a neighborhood diner. There's a group of people that live in the same building as Oscar. And they're, you know, getting a little drunk, all sitting at a table together. It's mostly guys, one woman, and they spot Hookin. <laughs> I'm gonna call him Hakan. I don't know what I'll call him. Oh God! I'll keep you guessing. All of them will work. They're interchangeable. I'm. I really am liking whatever. Whatever you're doing. <laughs> whatever, doing whatever. I'm liking it. Same. Any Swedish listeners out there? Send us a phonetic pronunciation of please. this name, please. Uh, they they spot him sitting by himself drinking a tall glass of milk, which is so creepy. I feel like it's such a good, um, I don't know, way to just make this guy seem not normal. Yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely would find that alarming. <laughs> some clockwork orange type shit. Um, so he's sitting alone drinking his glass of milk. They are talking amongst themselves, saying, like, should we invite him over here? He just moved in with his daughter, I think, to our building. Maybe he'll buy us around if we, like, invite him over to be friends with us. They yeah, go- milk guy. <laughs> he seems cool. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the, kind of the, the main neighbor guy, his name is Leke. <laughs> oh, <gosh>. L <laughs> E C K E. Leke. Leke. He goes over to the table with Hakan and invites him over. Hakan is very, doesn't even engage really. And he's like, no, sorry, I'm in a hurry. I got to go. Pays, stands up, leaves. They're like, okay, whatever. That guy sucks. And then back at the apartment building, Oscar is outside in the courtyard um, playing with a Rubik's Cube. And the girl comes out again. And we kind of see her coming from over his shoulder and we see him smile as he like hears her coming like we can see that he's excited that he has a a new little friend oh Oh. cute and she goes and sits next to him she's looking kind of sickly she's pale and her eyes are kind of sunken in a bit dark circles under her eyes but she comes sits next to him and sees the rubik's cube says what's that he kind of shows her 
how to use it. He says you can borrow it if you want and just give it back to me tomorrow. And she's like, well, I might not be here tomorrow. And he's like, well, the next day, but that's it. <laughs> I'm just like, this is cute. Um, so he kind of shows her how to do it and gives it to her. And then tells her, she, she, he says, you, you smell funny. Mm. And she kind of like looks like she smells herself a bit. And then he says, aren't you cold? Seeing that she's in a t-shirt outside in the snow at nighttime. And she says, no. He says, why not? And she's like, I think I forgot how to be cold. And he's like, all right, well, like, I'll see you later. He gets up and he leaves. And after he's leaving, she's holding the Rubik's Cube in her hands and her stomach starts really rumbling. Mm. <laughs> she is hungry. Hawkin fucked up her meal. Hawkin yeah. fucked it up. Her eyes get really big. And this is something that I didn't remember at all from my previous time seeing this movie that I just didn't appreciate these little details. There's actually a good amount of CGI in this movie, but they just do tiny little things like they make her eyes like 5% bigger, like her whole eye, not like her pupil, like her entire eyes on her face. That's cool. And it's super unsettling because you can't quite tell what's different but she just looks different all of a sudden Ooh, that's cool yeah it's really effective and so her eyes are getting bigger we see one of the neighbor guys leave the uh diner walking home by himself back to the apartment building and he has to walk under this bridge and the little girl is crouched in the in the dark shadow under the bridge and he's just saying, help me, help me. And he's, you can tell he's kind of drunk. And he's like, what? And like, who's there? And sees that it's a little girl. And is like, are you okay? Can you walk? And like, where are you? Do you live in the building? Can I take you home? And she's like, help me. Yeah, yeah. I can't walk. And so he scoops her up like a little baby. Oh, no. And she attacks him and takes him out real quick she's super strong and just immediately like he is on the ground um not moving and we see her get up her shirt is now drenched in blood her mouth and shirt are drenched in blood he is lifeless on the ground but she um reaches down grabs his head snaps his neck his little body flinches then we see that a another neighbor from inside has witnessed this was kind of looking outside and sees oh, it oh no but this neighbor looks like he might be so like a kind of recluse he has so many cats a thousand cats <laughs> and he looks terrified does she see him see her no oh uh we see that she goes back home and hucken is like screaming at her like what were you thinking could have been caught and then we see Catman leave his apartment, and he seems really stressed to leave his apartment, and go to the diner and find the rest of the that crew to tell them what he saw. And I can't remember the guy's name, but he basically like can't speak. Catman can't speak, and he's just saying the guy's name. And they're like, what, what? And he he makes them follow him and takes them to the spot that he saw it happen and the body is gone. Oh, okay. And it's covered in snow, but they kind of dig through the snow and 
see that there is blood everywhere underneath. Mm. And then we see Hucken carrying the body on, like, towing it on a sled, basically, uh, dragging it through the woods to a break in the ice where he throws the body in and it's into what into like a lake that's completely frozen over except for this one little spot basically takes a stick and like shoves it and pushes him like further under the ice so that he is Mm. hidden from view Mm. i'm wondering what their relationship is if hawken is really related to her or not well they don't they don't get too into it in the movie but in the book it is quite it's talked about a lot more and i i do know but i'll tell you later <laughs> tell us later tell us later. Tell us later. tell us later um so then the next morning oscar goes out to the courtyard little playground area and he finds the rubik's cube solved sitting on a little little spot that they were sitting at and he smiles Cute. and he heads off to school and He's just holding the little Rubik's Cube in his hand all day at school. And we see him in class, like not really paying attention. He's just like turning around the Rubik's Cube like he's got a big crush and he can't stop Uh. thinking about her. (laughs) (laughs) Very cute. And then that night, he's sitting out in the courtyard and she comes out. She's looking much healthier. She's... uh, and she she struts out and is like, do I still smell bad? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, you smell fine. Um, so we know that that must come from drinking blood. Mm-hmm. So I think the implication is she starts like rotting. Like yeah, she dying. starts like yeah. smelling like death. Yeah, I would presume, presume that. Yeah. Yuck. And then he asks her what her name is. And she says her name is Ellie. And he says, how old are you? And she says, 12, more or less. <laughs> and he says, what do you mean, more or less? And he's, she says, well, I don't actually know my birthday. And he's like, what do you mean? You, so you don't get presents? Like, well, you can have that Rubik's Cube. Like, that can be your present. Oh, cute. Then the next day at school, um, as class finishes, he stays in his seat as everyone leaves. And you see the bully kid, Connie like slowly passing by him, like mad that he's not leaving so he can't just bully him immediately. And we see that he stays to copy Morse code. He's got a book out that has Morse code and he's writing it onto a paper like the alphabet in Morse code, folds it up, puts it in his pocket, waits a while to go outside. It's dark when he finally leaves the school. Like it seems like maybe he was waiting for the bullies to leave. Uh, but he goes out. They're there. Oh, no. no. Uh, the Bullies f- love to wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they wait all day. They love to bully. What else they got going on? Mind you, mm-hmm. there's like been a murder in this area. And like. Yeah, but not. That's not scary to bullies. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. true. Bullies. Bullies are the scary thing. Yeah, that murder better look out for them. Well, my stance on bullies remains unknown, but. yeah don't give yourself away sammy (laughs) connie immediately is like i saw you writing something what were you writing and oscar says like i'm not gonna show you he's like of course you're gonna show me like are you show me or i'm gonna make you show me and he's like no i'm not gonna show you 
And then one of his little goons, he looks at him, gives him a little signal like, go rough, Get him, boys. rough him up. <laughs> <laughs> and this kid pulls out like a long stick thing and starts basically whipping him in the ankles with this stick. <gasps> And you see Oscar really flinch and close, like squeeze his eyes shut, um, but he doesn't make any sound. And that makes them mad, seemingly. And they keep hitting him and hitting him and hitting him in in like the ankles with this stick. He never makes a sound. And eventually the kid stops. And when he stops, Connie grabs the stick from him. And they kind of look like they're they're done. Connie is not done. The other two bullies are trying to tap out. Connie's like, nope, we're not done yet. Takes the stick, hits him across the face, slices oh open God. his cheek. Ugh. And this moment is really what, like all the, it does that thing in movies where all the sound goes out and it's like your ear ringing mm-hmm. and just really yeah. gives you chills. And he still doesn't. Oscar still doesn't make a sound. He just closes his eyes and then opens them and looks at Connie right in the eyes like he's so mad. And uh, the other kids are like, Come on, Connie, let's go. Like, what are you going to tell his mom? Like, we got to get out of here. They all run off and leave Oscar there with his cheek bleeding. Ugh. Then we see Oscar at home, his mom bandaging up his cheek and he says oh, i tripped and fell on rocks and mm. she's like you got to be more careful we get a, a, the impression pretty early on that his parents are not he he lives with his mom his parents are divorced and they're both not doing a great job they're seemingly pretty absent and mm-hmm. not super involved in his life and um which i think is different from the book actually but uh anyways so she's like yeah you got to be careful like don't go tripping on rocks unless like not too concerned that he's obviously being bullied Mm. do you think she doesn't know or do you think she just doesn't care i think she i think she doesn't know okay because she's like not paying close enough attention to him right yeah like rocks i don't know how rocks would do that right a clear slice on your cheek like that Yeah. yeah and that night he meets up with ellie again outside and starts teaching her Morse code, pulls out his his little piece of paper. They share a wall. They're right next to our neighbors. So he's like, we can talk to each other through the wall. He's Aww. teaching her how to do that. And then she says, what happened to your cheek? And he says, oh, some, some kids at school did it. And she kind of gets serious and she says, Oscar, you have to hit you have to hit them back. Like you've never hit them back, have you? And he says, No, there's there's three of them. And she's like, So hit them back really hard. Like hit them back harder than you even dare, and then they'll stop. And we see that Hakan is watching from the window and he doesn't look pleased. And then they they, they go up to to their separate houses and they're gonna go practice their Morse code. And we see um, the the adjoining wall is in Hakan's room. And so she like storms in. She's like, get out of here. You're in my way. And like pushes him out of the way <laughs> and closes the door in his face to like be able to do her Morse code. And so they start practicing their Morse code. And 
Then the, the next day at school, Oscar asks one of his, like a gym teacher or something, if he can join the weightlifting program. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh <God>. my God. <laughs> and you see that the gym teacher is like surprised and impressed. He's like, yeah, Oscar. Yeah. Like that's, that's a great idea. Like, I think that'd be great. Um, so he's got like a few little after school programs. He's also seemingly on a swim team type thing. So he has a few little after school activities that he does. And he, now he's he's trying to bulk up. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, that night he goes on a little date with Ellie. Like they go into the little town and... Uh, he buys her some sort of snack, like a popcorn type thing. I don't know exactly what it is, but and he gives it to her like he's all excited to give her a little gift. And she's like, oh, no. And he seems a little hurt by it that she has turned down this gift. And she senses that. And so she's like, well, I could I could try it. I could try to have one. And she takes one out. And puts it in her mouth and we cut to her like vomiting around the corner of the building, just throwing up. Is that that must be a thing from like vampire lore. Right? Yeah. Be yeah. They can't eat real things. They can only drink blood. Mm -hmm. It's just funny that it's like it's not just that like it doesn't do anything for them. It make it just makes them sick, which I don't I don't know why I find that. Maybe it's because, again, what we do in the shadows. <laughs> because of the what we do in the shadows episode is so funny. <laughs> it's just so intense. It's just it's funny to me that that's like, oh, no, we just all agree that that's a that's a thing about vampires. Yeah. Yep. And. Uh, Oscar is standing kind of nearby uh, watching her, she finishes throwing up and turns to him and says, I'm, I'm sorry. And he just walks up to her and gives her a big hug. Oh, <laughs> wow. This kid is so sweet. He's really sweet. She says, Oscar, do you like me? And he says, yeah, I like you a lot. And she says, would you like me if I wasn't a girl? And he says... Yeah, I, I guess so. Like, why do you ask? And she's like, no, no reason. Then we see Oscar going to his dad's house for the weekend. Dad stuff isn't super important. You can see, I guess, just that he like loves spending time with his dad. And it's very clear that his time with his dad is pretty limited. We got a, mm -hmm. a weekend dad situation, maybe even less than that. And so they just... Have fun together, and then he goes back to back to his mom's house. So his dad isn't super present in his life either. Back at the apartment building, we see Hakan packing up his creepy bag, his essentials, and he's heading out. And he says something. He says something to Ellie. I can't totally remember. I think he says, "Promise me you won't see that boy tonight." So there's some jealousy or something happening and she touches his face kind of looking pitying at him and he leaves fascinating yeah you guys want me to tell you their relationship in the book i'll tell you he's a pedophile <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah there we go 
that track. That's starting to track. They don't get into it in the movie, but I mean, the, the vibe is certainly there. Like, we get that it's not her father. Right. So she uses him for, like, access to blood yeah. and he yeah. gets to live with a child. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I read some things that I did not like. That that are in the book, but not in the movie. The book sounds pretty fucked up. Yeah, it's just like a lot more graphic. And the movie is not super graphic, I don't think. Well, thank God for that. <laughs> yeah, no Thank thanks. God for that, for, for our sakes, yeah. Emily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want more of those things. Yeah. No, thank more you. More Rubik's Cube gifts. <laughs> yeah, I want That's more of those. Thing, what? <laughs> The bullying was already too much for me. <laughs> so we see Hakan watching the high school basketball practice. It's so creepy. Like the frame, like he's basically just standing in the window, staring at, like looking so, like if anyone saw him, they'd be like, arrest that man. <laughs> like just the way he's standing is not and okay. And the milk drinking. I mean, my God. <laughs> yeah. this guy arrest him. Arrest him. Yeah, we should have put this together as soon as we knew about the milk drinking, Emily. <laughs> Yeah. We cut to after basketball practice, like a janitor going through the building, turning all the lights off. And we see that Hakan has been able to isolate one of the boys and he is tied up in a room the same way, tied up his, by his ankles, laying, like hanging upside down, unconscious. Ugh. And Hakan's in this like um, dextery coat, like a plastic raincoat thing. And he starts opening up his suitcase and sets out a jar of liquid and gets out his knife. And um, we see two other boys outside saying, like, what's taking him so long? Meaning the friend. And Hakan is not good at this. <laughs> yeah, he's not bad. He's, he's just good. objectively bad at <laughs> he's this. He's not good at it. This is his one job. <laughs> and one of them goes inside to look for their friend. One of them is outside. One of them pinpoints them pretty quickly from the outside through a window it's it's kind of that opaque window so that you can't totally see through but he can see that there's a light in there and he's like hey come on get out here he's like knocking on the window hakan's like oh fuck hakan kind of just like and then the other person uh figures out which room they're in is banging on the door so we've got someone banging on the window and someone banging on the door of this room where hakan (laughs) is in a raincoat with a boy unconscious hanging upside down then the boy starts waking up and is like help help what's happening help me help me and you see Hakan just like sit down like he know he's like there's no way out of this one he uh the boy is kind of wiggling around and knocks over the jar of liquid and it uh partially shatters and some of the liquid pours out and we see that it is some sort of acid like it's burning into uh, the ground, uh, smoking and burning, and but part of it is is still saved in the bottom of the jar. Hakan goes, picks up the jar, walks further into the room around a corner, kind of sits out of view, and hears them like banging on the door. Bang! They bang it open, and he takes the liquid and says, "Ellie," and pours it on his face. Holy shit! <laughs> Okay. Oh my god. That is fucked up. Yeah. Uh we see Ellie at home. Also, sorry, he had a knife. Why did he have to kill himself with acid to the face? It does seem like not the way to do it. This dude is in a lot of uh 
emotional pain, I'm guessing. He is, um, his one relationship is with a 12 year old vampire. (laughs) So fair. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yep. Yeah. I guess I don't respect all of his choices. (laughs) (laughs) He hasn't made the best life decision so far. So Ellie's all alone now and she's trying to do her Morse code, but I, I think Oscar's still at the dad's house. So she's just alone in her room. And then we see uh, what must be like the following Monday back at school, Oscar back at school, back from his dad's house. And he's <laughs> lifting weights and he's got he's doing he's like bench pressing, but it's like the tiniest little weights on the end. And he's really struggling. <laughs> it's really cute. And then after his weightlifting practice he goes back into the locker room and his pants have been stuffed into the urinal and are peed on and are dripping wet with pee and Aww. he like pulls it out and looks at it and then it cuts to him walking home in the snow in his no. boxers and cowboy boots <laughs> oh that's <laughs> that's better than walking home in the peace i know pants. I, that's true because i was nervous yeah. about that because you would it, they would like freeze, freeze solid onto you i feel like <laughs> that would be awful and then you'd like stick to your skin yeah that would be bad cowboy boots it's I kind know, of a cute look boxers and cowboy boots cute. makes me want cowboy boots yeah yeah they're styles because they're like 80s swedish styles fuck yeah 80s Swedish 12-year-old styles could be our new vibe. Yes, we all know it. Beautiful. <laughs> we all know it. <laughs> 2021. <laughs> um, Ellie hears on the radio, like a news report, unidentified man admitted to this hospital um, after being caught attempting to murder someone. Oh, so he was just trying to disfigure himself. Oh, but he's still alive. That's so. I think he was up. trying to die, and it didn't work. I don't it know how work. that would kill you. I don't know. Unless you like and drink some of it. Too. I thought he was. I thought he was going to drink it. Yeah, that would kill you. Unless it was so intense that it like got into your brain, right, or something. Yeah. I mean, I certainly, if I pour acid on my head, I think I would accept the possibility that I would die. <laughs> I would hope I would die because the alternative is a lot of pain. Yeah, I don't think that I would. You're trying to get out quick. That's not what you do. Yeah, you got a knife. You stab yourself. You've got a knife. You came there to use the knife. You you know you have a knife. You know what? He doesn't make good decisions. He doesn't make good choices. He does not make good choices. He does not make good choices. Mm -hmm. Um, So Ellie goes to the hospital, goes to the woman at the front desk, says, my dad is here. I heard on the news that he came in. You see that this nurse looks like so sad for this little girl and is like oh my god poor thing she's like i'm sorry but you can't you can't go up there do you want me, do you need me to call someone for you and ellie's like no that's okay thank you she's barefoot also walking through the snow barefoot and oh my god this this nurse then gets up and is like oh my god poor thing like i can't let her leave goes up to go out like follow her out of the lobby and she's just gone the nurse looks around, can't see her. She's like, okay, whatever, go back in. And then we see that she is actually hanging to the side of the building, like frozen. So you don't notice her until then she like starts climbing up to the seventh floor, just like scaling the side of the building. Vampires are cool. Mm-hmm. They are cool. And she she makes it to the, finds the window of uh, Hakan's window, knocks on the window. He opens it. We get a look at his face. He looks like. Uh, what's his name from Batman? 
<laughs> Two-Face? Yeah, I just remembered when um, Heath Ledger comes in in a in a disguise, but it's so clearly Heath Ledger and Two-Face like doesn't recognize him until he takes the disguise off. And then he's like, oh! <laughs> it's so funny. Sorry, my brain just automatically went there thinking about Two-Face. Um, but yeah, he looks like Two-Face, like half of his face is completely basically melted off to the bone. You see his teeth and jaw and like eye socket. Oh God. It looks very bad. He can't speak. She says, can I come in? Mm -hmm. And he like motions to her that he can't speak. So he kind of sits halfway out of the window with her and... He, oh, he he unplugs his ventilator so that he will die and leans his neck to her and she drinks his blood and then he falls out of the window seven floors and falls to the ground and you like get one more look at him where he's still alive and just what kind of fuck? like his eyes moving around and his oh, it's a very creepy scary shot um ellie looks i guess sad not like super sad (laughs) but she looks disappointed i guess she was like that was a convenient situation for me for a while (laughs) yeah yeah then we see the neighbor guy um what is his name did i say his name already Catman. Not Catman. Oh, Lekka. Lekka. Oh, okay, Lekka. yeah. He's kind of the friend of the guy who died, who Lekka went to, like, tell 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 about it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. we see that he is pretty, he's obsessing over his friend who's died, which, like, yeah, you would. <laughs> it's pretty fair. And he wakes up his girlfriend in the night. His girlfriend's name is Jinia. And... He's like, why would a kid, a kid, a kid did this? Why? Because that's what um, cat guy told him. He's like, it was a kid that did this. And he's like, what? Like, what does this mean? Like, a kid did this. And then we see Ellie come and climb up to Oscar's window. He's knocking on the window. Oscar's asleep in his bed. He kind of is half asleep, half awake. She's like, Oscar, Oscar, can I come in? He's like, "Mm, what? She's like, you have to invite me in. And he's like, okay, you come, come in. And so she comes right, in. Right, right, right. <laughs> Everything I know about vampires I learned from Bowie doing the shadows. <laughs> Gotta be invited in. Mm-hmm. She goes in and takes off her clothes because she is uh, covered in blood. And mm. she says, don't look, don't look at me. And climbs into bed next to him. And they're kind of spooning. And he says, like, you're freezing. Oh, my God, you're not, you're not wearing any clothes and you're so cold. And she's like, is that gross? And he's like, no, it's OK. Like, I don't mind. And he says, do you want to go steady? <laughs> oh, God. OK. Oh, do you want to go steady? He said, do you want to go study? And I was like, what? No, no, OK. That wouldn't make sense. Steady. Steady. And she doesn't know what that means. And he says, do you want to be my girlfriend? And she says, but I'm not a girl. And he's like, you know what I mean? Like, do you want to be my girlfriend? Do you want to date me? And she's like, can't things just stay the way that they are? And 
he's like, yeah, fine. You can tell he's disappointed and kind of hurt. And she senses that. And she's like, well, like, does anything change when you, do you have to do anything special when you're going steady? And he's like, no. And she's like, so things could still be the same. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, okay, then like, let's go steady. Okay. And he like smiles. Oh, cute. (laughs) And they fall asleep. And he wakes up in the morning and she is gone. And he looks out the window. Doesn't know how she got out. Sees that she has left him a note. But we don't see it. We can't read it. And then that day at school, there is some sort of ice skating field trip thing. And uh, they are going out on the ice. And... Oscar kind of goes out. He finds like a little metal pole thing. He goes out kind of far by himself. But the teacher, the gym teacher is like watching, watching him pretty good. And then Connie and the bullies come up to him and they say, fancy going for a swim? Oh, because they've said like, watch out for the hole in the ice. And... Oscar's like, no, I don't. Like, I'm not going swimming. And Connie says, oh, a brave little piggy all of a sudden, huh? Like, yeah, he's like, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to push you and you're not going to do anything. And Oscar's like, no, that's not what's going to happen. And Connie sees the metal pole in his hand. He's like, what's that? (laughs) Uh, Connie's like, what's that? And he's like, this is what I'm going to hit you with if you try anything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nice. Whoa. Nice. And then uh at this time two little like younger girls go up to the gym teacher. They tell him we have to pee and he says, "Okay, like go in the woods." And they're like, "But it's like it's snowing." And he's like, "So, who cares? Like go find a place and go pee. <laughs> like there's no bathrooms around here. That's what you're going to have to do." And so these two little girls go off into the woods and then we go back to Connie and he he's like I'm gonna push you in the water like I don't know why you're so brave all of a sudden like we gotta set set something straight here like I'm I'm in charge here goes to go push um Oscar Oscar takes his metal pole and hits Connie so hard in the temple I was like (gasps) I was for sure Connie was dead i've seen this movie before but i like couldn't remember but connie just like stops moving and like drops to his knees and the sound effect is bad like it sounds like it sounds like something really bad just happened and it did but he's not dead um but he connie starts screaming and crying and hold he's holding his ear and another teacher runs up, runs up to him, and we see his ear is like pouring blood. And she goes Ugh. and holds his ear. He's screaming, he's screaming. And then we hear the little girls start screaming somewhere else. And while this is happening, Oscar's face is like ecstatic. He like closes his eyes and he's like soaking it in. Oh my god. <laughs> he looks on top of the world. <laughs> and we see that the little girls are screaming because they have found the body that 
Hakan previously hid in the ice water and we see um, a truck coming to like lift this body out of the water. Then there's like he goes back to his uh, Oscar goes back to his swim practice that night. He like doesn't get in trouble. His mom is mad. Like clearly the school has phoned, but just is like mad at him and then lets it go pretty quickly i get like is like whatever and the school doesn't like that's what suspend him or anything no they don't suspend him and he just goes straight to his swim practice that night after bludgeoning a child <laughs> yeah. with the sure. metal pole maybe they're like we just let the kids work these things out themselves <laughs> <laughs> well my my mind was immediately like we'll tell them like is he still got a gash on his cheek be like well he did this to me yeah. Yeah, maybe the school knows that Connie's a bully. Yeah, uh, that's what I was kind of thinking. But we don't see any of that. We just see Oscar so proud of himself, strutting into his swim practice. And we see one of the little, like, junior bullies <laughs> kind of eyeing him, like, ma- like in a, in a way of like, oh, maybe I should just change my allegiances, kind of going to mm-hmm. hang out with Oscar and Oscar's kind of suspicious, but is like, okay, whatever. Like, yeah, if we're going to be friends, okay, fine. Um, th- they don't, like, hang out or anything, but they just have a little moment of, like, tipping their cap to each other. <laughs> and then um, it's nighttime. The swim practice goes into the night, and Ellie comes to meet him afterwards. And he takes her into kind of a hidden room uh in the school and he's like no one's supposed to be in here but you know no one's gonna find us so whatever and we can still see that he's riding high on this and he's trying to like tell ellie and she looks a little distracted she's look she's getting that like kind of like sunkeny look again and he says i hit <laughs> i hit connie so hard that he had to go to the emergency room and she says, like, oh, uh, like, bravo, good job. And he's, he looks very pleased with himself. And he goes and sits down in a little chair. And she's kind of pacing around the room. And she's like, what did you want to do in here? He takes out his knife and slices his palm open. And he's mm. like, we're going to do a little blood-packed thing. Obviously, she smells the blood. Her eyes get big again, that little CGI of her her looking a little mm-hmm. different. And she 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 also makes kind of animal sounds, like little growls, like she, <clears throat> she like pulls she pulls back like she's restraining herself. She's like, What are you doing? And he says, like, it's no big deal. It doesn't hurt. Like you do it too. And then we we do press our hands together. She's like, No, 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 we can't, you can't do that. And he's holding his hand his palm out to her. And it's dripping blood onto the ground. And she's like looking at him, looking at the blood on the ground, looking at him like she's looking, um, like licking her lips, basically. And eventually she lunges forward to the blood on the ground and starts licking it up like (laughs) it's really creepy and weird. And he like watches her do this. And uh, she looks up at him and she is an old woman (laughs) oh my god and he looks scared and she says go get out of here and he runs out of the room and uh (laughs) that she turns back to a little girl right away but that was another thing that i didn't remember at all from my previous viewings was just these little flashes of her as like an old woman (laughs) 
Whoa. But he he leaves. He's freaked out and he he goes home. Then we go back to the neighbors. They're gathered at Cat Guy's house. And they're basically saying, like, you need to go tell the police, like, something's going on. You need to, you have a responsibility to, like, say what you saw, file a police report. Cat Guy's like, oh, I don't want to, like, get involved. I don't know. And Lekka says, he says, after whatever their other friend's name is, after he died, like, I'm left with nothing. I have nothing now. He's sitting, like, right next to his girlfriend who, like, looks at him, like, annoyed like what the fuck? Yeah, she actually does she and she like quickly goes to comfort him she's like oh Lekka, like i'm sorry it's okay when like clearly he's being an asshole and he he like pushes her back and is like don't don't oh Lekka, me like i'm going through a really hard time right now like, i don't need your shit too and she, <laughs> she's like being nothing but sweet and like trying to comfort him so she finally gets upset stands up goes to walk out and he follows her and he's like oh Ginia come on like I didn't mean anything and <laughs> she's walking ahead of him and we see um oh we've also seen that Ellie uh, like ran back home and climbed up a tree and she's like sitting in a tree out in the courtyard and we see Ginia walking past that tree Ellie jumping down on top of her biting her drinking her blood but Lek is right there Lekka runs up, kicks um, Ellie off, and Ellie, like, stands there like she doesn't know what to do. But then we hear the other two guys, or the guys from the, in the cat guy's house coming over. And so she sees, like, she's going to be too outnumbered. So she just runs. She runs off. And Ginia is still alive. She's only been uh, bitten. And so then we see the next morning, we're with Ginia in her... Uh, apartment and she's sleeping in her bed kind of bandaged up and a little beam of sunlight comes onto her bed <gasps> onto her finger and it starts burning she pulls it back and wakes up she seems very disoriented kind of jumps out of bed she goes to she opens the bl blinds completely no. and no. screams closes them instantly and then goes into the bathroom. She peels off her bandage on her neck. We see the two puncture wounds. And she she takes the kind of gauze that's soaked with her own blood and is kind of smelling it and like licking her lips like she wants to like eat the gauze that has her blood on it. Oh, boy. Oh, and then we see that Oscar is back at his dad's house his dad kind of has a friend over there getting drunk and not really paying attention to Oscar. And we see Oscar pull out his note from Ellie from earlier that we didn't read. And it says, I must be gone and live or stay and die. Yours, Ellie. <laughs> and he's like reading it like it's a nice little love letter, not a literal <laughs> state statement of fact. <laughs> um. That night, Ginia goes to Cat Guy's house. She's looking real wild, like kind of stumbling. She's not doing well. She walks into Cat Guy's house and all of the cats start kind of growling and hissing and their fur standing on. And again, there's at least 20 cats in this house. There's so many. <gasps> and uh, they're all like, Ginia, how are you doing? Are you feeling OK? And Cat Guy 
notices something is up. He grabs what I assume is his favorite cat and he runs outside. <laughs> oh, cat guy knows. Cat guy's like, oh, oh, I'm I not can only save this. one. No question. It's this one. <laughs> and this is the scene that I didn't remember that I can't believe I don't remember. All of the cats start attacking her. They become like <gasps> CGI cats. They look really funny. And they, pi- oh my God. they pile on her. She is covered in 20 cats running down the hall screaming. She falls down the stairs. You sta- forgot what? this happened? Falls down the stairs what? covered in cats biting her and clinging to her. I can't believe I forgot it happened. <laughs> As I was watching this, I was like, how the fuck do I not remember this scene? This is so crazy. Um, and it cuts to her being like rushed into a hospital screaming. She is, she is handcuffed to the hospital bed. Like people think she's maybe having a psychiatric episode or something. Um, so she is rolled into a hospital screaming, screaming. Then back to uh, Ellie and Oscar back at the apartment. Ellie has Oscar over at her house and he says, are you a vampire? And she says, yes. And he says, are you dead? She says, no. Can't you tell? Like, do I seem dead? And he says, how old are you? And she says, I'm 12, but I've been 12 for a really long time. And he says, well, I have I have to go like do some some chore or something like just hand out newspapers. And she's like, what, for for money? And he's like, yeah, I got to have money. And she's like, well, I can give you money like I have money. And she goes and fishes out some bills, goes to hand them to him. And he's like, you stole this from the from the people that you killed. And she's like, yeah. And he gets like a little, I don't know, freaked out. And he's like, I want to go home now. And so she's like, okay. And he um, goes back to his house. And then we cut back to Lekka visiting Jania in the hospital. His experience of her week. <laughs> a child jumped on her tree and bit her neck and then a bunch of cats attacked her. <laughs> Can you imagine telling a friend like, yeah, I gotta go see my girlfriend in the hospital. She had this week. I got attacked by this so week. many cats. Fresh <laughs> from being attacked by a child. She got by 20 cats. Yeah, it's a tough. That's a tough uh, week. That's that a tough is week. A tough week. <laughs> so he, she turns to him and says, "I think that girl infected me with something. Like I don't want to. I don't want to live anymore." She, she's again looking very unwell. He doesn't know what to do. He's not a great boyfriend. <laughs> Yeah, he already wasn't doing great. He already wasn't doing no. great. He, I mean, he has to leave. She, he leaves her there to to sleep. In the morning, a nurse comes in to undo her handcuffs. They're like, "You might be able to go home today," like because she's calmed down quite a bit since they've brought her in. She's kind of sh- like shifty eyed, looking around as they're undoing her handcuffs. They they let one of her hands out. She kind of strokes the bed like she's planning something she grabs the nurse's wrist and we think she's gonna try something but then she just says to the nurse can you open the blinds for me oh and the nurse is like yeah of course like no problem pulls open the blinds and she 
bursts into flames, like huge flames. It goes up to the ceiling. The nurse is like, doesn't know what the fuck to do. She's just screaming and on fire. Leka is there. He is in like the waiting area and everyone just runs in like, what the fuck is happening? Uh, we see at school, uh, Oscar is watching Connie. Connie has like um, like a bandage over his ear now. And like an older boy comes up to him and scares him. He turns around and he says, the older boy says, oh, are you like blind and deaf now? Ha <laughs> ha. And then like shoves him to the ground. And we see Connie kind of acting like he's laughing along and like he's in on the joke and we find out that this is his older brother and his older mm. brother is oh. then like give me the keys to the car like i gotta get in the car and connie's like there's always a reason <laughs> I, I mean the bullies are the bullies have always been bullied that's what's tragic about a bully it just passes, bullied passes by someone else the next person it's true it's a cyclical cycle <laughs> yeah 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 God, a yes <laughs> a horrible cycle uh my stance on bullies i'll never cyclical i'll never say cycle. my stance on bullies <laughs> <laughs> it's cycles that you don't like mm -hmm. i don't like cyclical cycles i'll tell you that <laughs> so yeah we see connie is being bullied by his older brother uh that night uh, Oscar's mom is gone. She's, I mean, I think she's gone a lot, but Ellie comes over, knocks on his door. He opens it. She's smile. They're smiling at each other. They're boyfriend and girlfriend now. And he's kind of standing there. She's standing there. And then a little moment passes and she's like, wait, well, you have to, you have to invite me in. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, what if I don't? And she's like, well, I don't I don't know you just have to and he like is being kind of an asshole about it and like reaches out and he like touches he's like is there some invisible barrier here that you can't walk through and he's like I don't see anything like seems like you should be able to just come in and so she does she walks in and stands in the entryway for a while and they're kind of looking at each other and she kind of starts like grimacing and like shaking a bit and he's watching her and we see sh from her back blood st blood starts like bleeding through her clothes on her back oh and she's trembling and we see from her hairline blood starts just coming out of her skin and dripping down her forehead Blood starts coming out of her ears and her oh my eyes God. and her nose. And once he sees this, he's like, no, 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 you can come in. You can come in. You're invited in. You're invited in. And he hugs her and holds her and it stops. But she's now like covered in blood in. I think this is like the cover of the movie is this this look of hers. She looks it's such great makeup. I mean, she looks badass. <laughs> she's just bleeding Whoa. from i know it's it's a real this is like the scene that i remembered the most um but so he hugs her he feels bad for being shitty um yeah i mean <laughs> almost killing her and uh they go into his room they're sitting facing each other she says 
you know, we're, we're like each other. Like, I'm like you. And he says, I'm not like you. Like, what do you mean? You kill people. And she says, you want to kill people. Like, I, I've seen you. Like, the very first thing I heard you said is like, squeal, piggy, squeal. And you stabbed the, the telephone pole with your knife. Like, you want to kill. I know that you do. And he like, reflects and he's like, yeah, yeah, I do. And she says, you want to kill for revenge. I kill because I have to. Then we cut to her coming out of the shower. She's like wrapped in a towel. She's washed off all of the blood. And he says, you can wear one of my mom's dresses and finds her a little dress to wear. And she goes into the bathroom to change. And he peeks in on her and glances in at her changing and looks at her crotch and it is stitched as if she was a boy and has been castrated whoa it is just a scar of stitched i'm saying too many descriptions about it because it's just just one little flash and we see that oscar looks like scared and is like and moves away and ellie comes out in the dress and they don't talk about it ever again. And that's all we ever get of that. <laughs> wow. Okay. But I think in the book, it goes further into detail that she is a boy. And w- when she became a vampire, for some reason she was castrated and now lives as a girl. And I don't know any further details than that. It's interesting because she also like fully presents as a girl too. Yes, but she does so. it say a few times like I'm not a girl, and you think she means right. I'm a because I'm, I'm a vampire. vampire, like I'm a monster. Also, her name is spelled Eli, E L I, and when she mm. introduces herself as Ellie, they do say Ellie, but I think it is the Swedish pronunciation. But he kind of is like Ellie, like I think it is a boy's name. Mm. Um, so there are a couple little clues. And a trivia is that uh, her whole voice is another actress because they thought her voice was too girly and they cast girly. They cast this girl because she is was androgynous looking. And so there were efforts made to make her seem not super feminine. Well, so her entire voice is dubbed over. With an I, I read that. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's just like certain moments. Because there are times when she sounds different that I was thinking maybe it was just those moments. But that trivia was not even on IMDb, our trusty IMDb. I looked that up elsewhere. Yeah, if anyone has any more detail on that. Because, I mean, I think usually when it's dubbed, you can tell. Even if they're saying, even if it's in the same language, like I feel like something always feels a little off. And I don't feel that way at, at all in this. So. Maybe they did an excellent job doing it. It's possible. Um, or maybe it's only sparingly. I'm not sure. Hmm. Wow. Okay. So then she goes home and Oscar's mom comes home, falls asleep. He sneaks into Ellie's house to sleep over there and wakes up in the morning. She's not next to him but she has left a note saying i'm in the bathroom please don't come in i really like you a lot love ellie 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> Cute. Um, so then we see Lekka looking angry. His He's had a friend die. Now his girlfriend is dead. And he storms to Ellie's house. I think he's pinpointed that this is the kid that is in question because I think the cat man saw like saw her and she lives in the building and goes mm-hmm. or goes mm-hmm. out at nighttime. So he knows that this is her. He storms in. He's kind of ransacking the house looking for her. We see that Oscar is crouched under a table hiding and Lekka finds that the bathroom is locked, fishes a knife out of a drawer and goes and uses it to pry open the bathroom door. Uh, the bathtub has car- like a cardboard board over it. He pulls that up, and there's just layers and layers of blankets bundled up. There's also, um, you know, the, the window is papered over, so it's dark in there. Because this is... It's daytime. It's daytime yes. right now. Yeah, okay. And... He pulls back all the layers of blankets and eventually finds Ellie sleeping and takes his knife. And we see that Oscar is tiptoeing up behind him with his knife. And he's looking like he's maybe about to stab Lekka. And then Lekka is like, can't see anything. It's so dark in here. Goes to peel off the coverings on the window and oscar screams no and that wakes up ellie who then lunges at lekka and that kind of like closes the door and like knocks oscar out of the room and we just hear screaming and Yogurt drinking. <laughs> yogurt drinking. Sausage, Sausage yogurt drinking. <laughs> and eventually we... S- probably some grapes rubbing. Probably, probably. Mm-hmm. And eventually we see Lekka's hand like reaching out of the door frame and then collapsing lifeless. And she comes out of the bathroom, hugs Ellie, I mean hugs Oscar and says thank you. And they're they're holding each other, and then she says, "Oscar, I have I have to go away now. Like we think probably too many people have died. This is getting suspicious. Mm-hmm. We know vampires; they mm-hmm. live. They got to be on the on the move all the time. Um, avoid suspicion." And she gives him a kiss. They have their first kiss. And he looks very pleased, but her mouth is covered in blood. And so he pulls back and now his mouth is covered in blood, but he still (laughs) looks pretty happy. Well, he looks happy and sad because she's leaving, Um, goes Mm -hmm. home. His mom is like screaming at him because he spent the night out and she didn't know where he was. She was worried. And he's like not paying attention. He's like basically like floating past her, closes the door in his face. He's like, not now, mom. I just had a kiss. <laughs> Goes in his room and sees a taxi come up. And we see uh, Ellie leaving in the taxi. He watches her go. He is sad. 
And then the the next morning, the phone rings, and it's uh, one of the junior junior bullies, and he says, "Hey, Mister Avilas wants to know if you're coming to swim practice tonight." And I just wanted you to know this is the one that they had like a little tip into the hat moment to each other. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "And I just wanted you to know that like." Um, I think what you did to Connie was really good, and I think like he deserved it. And Oscar's like, "Oh, like, do you mean it?" And he's like, "Yeah." And it would be like, "I hope you come tonight." Like it would be, it'd be fun to see you or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. And but then we see that he is with Connie and Connie's older oh. brother and the other bully junior, and they're kind of giggling. Oh, and they're like, no. "What an actor! Like you did such a good job." And they go into swim practice. Oscar shows up, goes and gets changed into his swim outfit. And as he's walking into the pool area, sees the guy that called him, who is like super suspicious. And he's like, hi, Oscar. Like, I'm glad you came. And Oscar is like, "Mm," feels like, okay, that's kind of (laughs) weird. And then we see, we see Connie and his older brother outside starting a fire they're like pouring gasoline on something and then back inside we see oscar in the pool and mr avilas or whatever his name is doing like um like showing him different strokes or whatever what to do and he's like do this oscar do this and they're doing their lesson and then uh one of the boys runs into mr avilas and like whispers in his ear or something and we hear him be like what oh no and see that there's the fire outside. It's like a contained, like they lit basically like a trash can on fire. And so the teacher runs out and is like, call the fire department, call the fire department. So now there's no adults in the pool area. Oh, I hate this. <laughs> it's bad. I just want there to be a happy ending. Why couldn't it have just ended like five minutes ago? We'll see what happens. <laughs> okay let's just get, let's through, get it. through it and so the older brother connie and his older brother and the two other bullies come in and connie's older brother he's probably like 17 and makes all the other kids in the room leave he's like get out of here scram everybody out clears the whole pool area so it's just the five of them oscar is basically treading water near the side of the pool and he's like, come here, Oscar, come here. And Oscar like swims up to the side of the pool to hold on. Oh. And uh, Connie's older brother pulls out a little switchblade oh. and says, we're going we're gonna to play a little game. Uh, you're going to hold your breath underwater for as long as you can. And if you can hold it for three minutes, I'll only nick you. But if you oh. can't hold it for three minutes, I'm going to take out one of your eyes. And and he says, an eye for an ear seems pretty fair to me. Oh, no. Oh, my God. That is <laughs> fucked up. I hate this. And so he grabs Oscar by the hair, dunks him under. Or he he's like, take a, take a big breath. Oh, because Oscar first is like, that's three minutes. It's not that's not possible. And he's like, well, you better take a big breath. And Oscar goes <gasps> and he dunks him under and we get like a shot underwater of oscar kind of struggling a bit we see the second hand on the clock ticking like a minute passes we see the three younger kids starting to get nervous and they're like okay like 
that's probably not like just like let's get out of here they're all kind of losing their nerve and feeling guilty about this and then we see oscar starting to struggle and trying to come up for air and the older brother's not letting him up and in this underwater shot we see oscar sort of stopping struggling kind of maybe starting to lose consciousness and then we hear screaming <laughs> but like oh muffled yeah screaming like all this sound design is like from underwater so you can't totally hear and then you see something like splash in the water in front of oscar's face and you can't see and then you see two feet like in the water from below being dragged across the surface like like just these feet flying through the water like he is being pulled through the water and then a head falls into the water just <gasps> a head oh and my then god the hand that is holding oscar's head down falls off and the arm is severed and oh my god oh my god and then we see a little girl's hand reach down and pull Oscar up and Oscar's eyes slowly open and it's super, super close-ups of both of their faces and we just see Ellie and Oscar, Ellie covered in blood and Oscar like registers that it's her and he just smiles and she smiles <laughs> and then they are gone and we pan out and see the scene of the crime and one of the kids is still alive just in the corner crying the th other three are literally torn apart like limb from limb draped like oh in and God. out of the pool like sp splayed all over the whole fucking pool area it's crazy oh <laughs> it's so crazy <laughs> and then um it goes to black and for a while, and we think that's the end of the movie, and then it fades back up onto a train, and little Oscar is in a little train car, and he has a human-sized wooden box <laughs> next to him, and he starts doing some little Morse code on it, and some little Morse code comes back, and he smiles and looks out of the window, and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my, so they run away they run together. Away. It is a happy ending after all. It is a happy, <laughs> it ending. A happy ending. It is a happy ending. Wow, I fucking rules. love it. Yeah, that's how you. That's how you defeat a bully. Is you just get your to vampire rip them friend limb from to limb. rip them. That's what limb you gotta to do. Limb. That's what you've gotta do. Oh, it's so good. It's like one of those movies that. Um, I, I knew it was good, but I've seen it twice and it's a movie that I think I would not have watched again if we hadn't had this podcast right. and I was just like, so happy to watch it again. It was so good. I love it. <laughs> you know, what's, you know, wow. what's interesting about it is that the, the vampire portion is like the least scary yeah. part of the film. The parts that are the scariest to me anyway, were when he poured acid all over his <laughs> face. Sure, <yep. laughs> And then all the, the, bullying. Like the bullying at the end, yeah. especially. Yeah. Um, I would say it's not a super scary film uh, it, mm -hmm. it, as far as like traditional horror scares go. Definitely. Yeah. The I think with all horror, always the scariest thing is the more real life aspects of it. But the, I mean, it's not this isn't jump scary. Uh, there's some a little bit of gore, but 
not a ton. Like the tearing limb from Yeah, that part. Part, yeah. <laughs> Head in the pool, that part. But I'd say overall, <laughs> it's not it's not a double black diamond is what I'm trying to say. Great. Yes, I get I get that sense for sure. And it's really sweet. Their relationship yeah, they have is really, really sweet. Do you think that he's going to get turned into a vampire? Uh, well, there is a there is a sequel book that does continue on with them. I'm not sure what happens, but maybe. I hope so. That maybe. could be fun. Two yeah. little 12 year old vampires in yeah. love. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah, I loved it. I really liked yeah. this one. It this is a, a good one. one. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we did it. Me too. Thanks, Sammy. Wow. Hey, my goodness. My pleasure. And I, yeah, I definitely don't need to see Chloe Grace Moretz do an American version. Yeah, of I, don't this. Know. I don't need that. Yeah, why well, mess with un- a good Feels thing. unnecessary. I kind of thought, I kind of thought that the movie was going to be about her accidentally turning a bunch of people into vampires and them coming after her or mm. something like that. Um, That's fun. Just because of the let the right one in. It felt like there was going to be some kind of vampire against vampire yeah. situation. Yeah. Maybe in the next one. Um, how do we feel about our uh, ability to do Swedish accents? <laughs> Horrible. Um, I mean, I can try. I, f- I feel, feel like pre- maybe. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. If we were to say goodbye in the... Oh my God, Jesus Christ. I- <laughs> From all of us I, here, I feel pretty good. From all of us, from from all from of us, all I can't. Too scary did it watch. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Maybe we all say how we think Hakan's name is pronounced as goodbye. Okay, okay, I like Again, that. Again, the, like the letter is Oa. <laughs> Oa. Yeah. Okay. From all of us here, uh, I'm too scared to watch. Oa. <laughs> Hi friends, Emily here. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you are a fan of the show, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a rating or a review. Follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast. We give you two uh, bonus episodes a month for some tiers, all sorts of other content and things that we hope that you like and as always we will be here for you next week with another episode and until then we love you so much bye